Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. The 11 to 1 show. Oh, Storm Magnus might be raging outside, but it's nothing but clear skies here and feel good, sunny vibes. Guaranteed on 11 to 1. Let's start them, shall we? Here's Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Oh, she's out in force. She's hammering the window with the rain and wind. Storm Magnus is about. Hope you're keeping safe out there. If you are out in that weather, fair play to you. It's, you know, it's not looking great out there now from what I can see on the cameras here in studio. I'm safely warm and ensconced in here. And, you know, just because it was so dreary this morning, I decided I needed a little bit of a a pep, a pick-me-up. So I decided to to dig into the wardrobe. Now, it is winter garb. Well, kind of autumn garb, but it's a gorgeous, rich red winey coloured cardigan and I've just got the dopamine now the dopamine dressing so I'm in good form uh, but if you are out there take care okay there's weather warnings all over the place there's a yellow wind warning as well for Leinster that is the latest update and uh, you know people if you're driving can you turn on your dipped headlights today it's very dark people need to see you also another few driving tips for you if you do have to go out there okay driving in heavy winds might seem like a bit of a no-brainer right but keep both hands on the wheel don't be you know flutering around on the gear stick with the other hand you know you're not really supposed to do that although I do do that sometimes myself Uh, also anticipate cross winds okay be vigilant of sort of open areas on the road or motorway that could, could be prone to this so keep your your eyes out for that and reduce the speed in that area The larger vehicles as well, be aware of them. Don't be trying to pass them out. And look out for debris on the road as well. Also, a bit of a no-brainer, but something you might not remember in the moment. Avoid parking under large trees or power lines, okay? Dangerous. Uh, Also as well, driving in the rain, just slow it down. I know, we just, we hate doing it. We hate driving in this weather. I get it. But just keep it slow, keep it slow. And manoeuvre lightly. Don't be kind of, you know... Swerving too too suddenly because that can be dangerous as well. And just keep the lights on today because it is it is quite dark. I uh, just want to let you know as well because of the adverse weather, Dundalk Grammar School Open Day was due to be happening today. It has been postponed. Okay, it's going to be rescheduled for next Wednesday. So Wednesday, fourth of October, from three to six p.m. So if you're planning on going to that tonight, stay in. Put the jammies on. Put the fire on early, maybe as well. And chill out, okay? Because that's next week, Wednesday the 4th of October from 3 to 6 p.m. Also getting another little notice, and this is probably because of the weather as well, but uh, two stray hunting dogs have appeared in a garden in Christianstown, Darva area, okay? So if you're missing two white, black, brown mixed coloured hunting dogs, you can contact us here at the station and we have the details, okay? 0419832000. So that's uh, two white, black, brown mixed coloured hunting dogs. We have the details here at the station. Now, getting back to the music, here's Miley. We were good. We were good. Miley Cyrus with flowers. How would you like to live like an ogre just for one night? Well, there's a new listing on Airbnb. All the details of that on the way and of music from Ella Henderson for you. The 11 to 1 show. For you. 
I think that you've been living in luxury far too long. It's time to get into some squalor and not just any squalor, the home of an ogre. Somebody once told me the world yes. is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool You might recognise this from the hit movie Shrek. And it is not just any old ogre's swamp that you're going to be staying in. It is, of course, Shrek's pad. Gaff. Yeah, Airbnb, they uh, absolutely spoiled us with offering a stay at Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse. But now their latest stunt is a long weekend at Shrek's Swamp. So it says here, ogre enthusiasts can find peace and quiet watching the leaves fall in this mud-laden, moss-covered, murky-watered oasis that is Shrek's Swamp. (laughs) The listed property based on DreamWorks' 2001 hit animation film. So now, it's not too far away. It's located in the Scottish Highlands. It appears to be a really, really accurate recreation of the ogre's abode, complete with oversized furniture and roots growing down through the ceiling. So... Guests will be able to light earwax candles, sit around a fire and be treated to donkeys freshly made waffles for breakfast. So just like in the film, the bathroom, though, is located in an outhouse on the property, right? Features a toilet sink and shower facilities, but you're going to have to like, it's about a couple of metres away from the house. Uh, Now, you can only stay for two nights, October 27th to October 29th, and it's up to three guests, okay? But you can't book until October 13th. So make sure that passport is up to date for you uh, with regards to this. Now, they say children are welcome as guests, uh, but they must be at least five years of age. Okay, so uh, you do, you need to look out after your own travel. So if you're not, you know, if the passport's out of date, you got to get that updated now. But there you go. You can actually stay in Shrek Swamp. And I've seen the photographs of this. It looks pretty epic. It really does. Um, now, the only thing is, I don't... I, yeah, the only thing that'll slightly put me off... I'll take the waffles, right? But if Donkey's going to be popping up during the night annoying you, well, then I'm out, I'm afraid. Ella Henderson, React on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it is Word Foolery Wednesday. I absolutely love this time of the month. It's where author Grace Tierney from Stamullen brings us the weird and wonderful origin stories behind words we use every day and words we use more often. And every month she has a mystery word for us. And the only rule with regards to this is, okay, you're not allowed to Google this, right? So, opsy-mithy. Opsy-mithy is our mystery word. Thanks be to the good Lord. She put it down phonetically for me. I'll spell it for you, right? O-P-S-I-M-A-T-H-Y. Okay, so O-P-S-I-M-A-T-H-Y. Do not Google this. We're going to know if you Google it, right? What we're looking for is, what do you think that word means? I have no idea. Opsimithy. Opsimithy. And there is a fantastic prize up for grabs today, right? So I have a book for you here. This is a new book by the number one best-selling author and podcaster, Caroline Foran. We had her on the show. She's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Naked, it's called. Ten Truths to Change Your Life, right? So this is sort of very much in the self-help vein, right? So she's drawing on research from fields of behavioural neuroscience and psycholog- uh, psychology, coupled with her own experience to give readers a series of game-changing truths from really realising the power of your own vin- vulnerability to coming to terms with the fact that you'll never really have it all figured out. And that's good news from accepting that someone else's success doesn't necessarily take from yours and rethinking your people-pleasing tendencies. So Naked is your one-stop guide to working with the person that you are, enabling you to live the life that you want. It's an absolutely brilliant book. So if you would like it, I need you to tell me without Googling, what is obsimithy? What does obsimithy mean? What is it? Something to do with myths? I don't know. Probably not. Opsy-mithy. Whatever you think, 086-1800-658, you never disappoint. You always come up with cracking ones. We're kind of looking for the wrong answer, really. The wrong suggestion. <laughs> Please, to that. So get the thinking caps on. Opsy-mithy. What do we think that means? There's the script, superheroes, all your heroes, every single one of you on 086-1800-658. You never disappoint with the mystery word. And you have some absolutely cracking suggestions for what that mystery word might mean. We'll get to those very, very shortly. But first, and it's actually perfect weather. 
it is perfect weather for talking about films because what better way to spend the time when a storm is raging outside than to be talking about movies and the Lathe International Film Festival is back for its fourth year and they have prepared three great days jam-packed with films going to be happening over this weekend in Dundalk we're going to chat to co-director of the festival Lorcan Dunn he's going to join us next The 11 to 1 show the Louth International Film Festival is back and organisers have prepared three great days jam-packed with films. It's the fourth year of the festival happening at the IMC Cinema Dundalk and DQIT on September 29th and also in Anthon Arts Centre September 30th and October 1st. So filmmakers from all corners of the globe have submitted their work and they'll compete for prestigious awards. The festival will screen over 57 hours of short films, features and documentaries across the three days. Joining me now to tell us more is co-director of the festival, Lorcan Dunn. He's also film and TV production lecturer in DKIT. How are you getting on, Lorcan? Great, Sinead. Thanks very much for having me. Great to have you on the show. Now, I can think of no better way to spend a weekend, Lorcan, than in the cinema, checking out the cream of the crop of Irish and international talent. You've outdone yourselves once again this year. What a programme you have lined up for this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much, Sinead. Like, it's been months in the planning. We started in June and the team have been watching hundreds of films and I'm absolutely delighted with the programme. It's, it's a really diverse programme, but there's enough entertaining content there because you really want to bring the community into the festival. Because traditionally with film festivals, thankfully there's a lot of filmmakers that attend, yeah. but it's great when the local community can meet and interact with them and get the behind-the-scenes story of how the film was brought about. Oh, totally. It really is. It is a mecca for filmmakers. And, you know, for me as a film fan, that's exactly what I want to know. I want to know how things got put together. They often have some really funny stories and and things that happen on the set, that sort of thing. And particularly as well, if you know somebody who is like a budding filmmaker, this is an absolute must for them. Oh, 100%. And as you said, I I lecture cinematography Mm. in DKIT. And when we came up with the festival. It was really nothing in the northeast to kind of celebrate the culture because, you know, loud and rich with, with um, history and music. So we wanted to bring kind of screen media uh, into, the, into the region. And linking students in was important because on the film and TV course that I teach, it's great for students to get out there and network with practitioners and to kind of get a sense of how do they get up the ladder in whatever career they want to pursue, be it like directing, producing, writing. So it's great in that sense too. Oh, it really is. And you know, for a festival that's just four years on the go now, it really is growing every year. And I mean, you've got quite the support from fairly esteemed patrons as well, which is very interesting. Yeah, we're very fortunate today. We've recently um, added Dervila Welsh, the director, as a patron. And Dervila is an Emmy-winning director. She directed Fargo, Bad Sisters, The Handmaid's Tale, to name a few. So she's internationally renowned. So we're, we're delighted to have Dervila involved. And we also have um, Dundalk native John Moore, who works out in Hollywood as a director and a writer. And we've great support from John. He's very proud of the festival being in his hometown. And we also have renowned cinematographer Seamus McGarvey. And Seamus is, has shot films like Godzilla, The Avengers, Atonement, and he's been nominated for Academy Awards. So really um, exceptional people in their fields and we're thrilled to have them associated with the festival. Oh, it really is. It's great to see people like that, you know, associated and supporting it. It's it's so, so lovely. So for newbies to a film festival scene, can you tell us what's going on? Because it's not the usual blockbuster movie. This is very much allowing an audience to immerse themselves in the Irish and international independent film scene. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So on the Friday in the IMC Cinema, our opening feature film is uh, Dublin Crust, directed by Baz Black. And this is an incredible film because it was shot over seven days and it was self-distributed. It's currently in the cinema and it's going into its sixth week, I believe, which, which is kind of unheard of. Oh, we it's want to celebrate independent isn't it? cinema yeah. and filmmakers yeah. and give them a platform to show what they're doing. Because, you know, a lot of the cinema now um, consists of blockbusters and... We also have a lot of short films, and people are like, what, well, you know, a short film, what is it? Well, it's typically a story compressed into five or ten minutes, and it can be any genre. So there's a real diversity of genres to see at the festival. 
Oh, there really is. And as you say there, rightly so. I, I think, to be honest, in a couple of years' time, you could actually uh, end up with Dublin crust on your syllable course there. <laughs> in yeah, your course yeah. syllable. Because it's, you know, as you say, it's unprecedented. Baz had no funding from anybody, no budget, seven days to make a movie. That's kind of unheard of in itself. And he's self-distributed it and it is going into its sixth week in cinemas. So I can think of no better success story from the area to, to open the festival. Absolutely. And you know it's we're talking yeah. we're talking about fifty seven hours of of film to enjoy here. Can you give us a little bit more of uh, some of the highlights that are involved over the, the the weekend? Absolutely. So after Dublin Crust in the IMC at six o'clock, we have Frank Berry in attendance. Now Frank Berry, a lot of people would class him, classify him as like the Ken Loach of Ireland. He embeds yeah, himself yeah. in communities, and then he writes uh, scripts and makes fictional films based on his experiences. And his new film, Ayesha, is going to be on at six o'clock. And then he's going to do a Q&A with Dr. Ingrid Lewis, who's a film theory lecturer in DQIT. And on the Saturday, um, are, we have a number of films as well. But the highlight of Saturday, I suppose, is The Troubles of Dublin Story, which uh, was shot by the artistic director of the festival, Colin Mullen. And Colin is also from Dundalk. And a lot of support from the community. That, that was set in 1980s. Mm. And... We did, we did a number. They did a number of scenes in Dundalk, and the local community came out. So it's great to be able to show the film in Dundalk and for them to see it. Oh, there's nothing like that as well to kind of spot the areas in the in the local in the town and stuff like that, and spot yourself maybe popping up in the background. Absolutely. Now, yeah. another thing, and you mentioned it there in in association with Frank Berry, the Q and As and panel discussions are really really brilliant for for budding filmmakers, but also film fans as well. You've got a number of them going yeah. on. Yeah, so on the uh, Saturday in the Anton, we have an industry panel with um, Mo O'Connell, who's a, an actor and director, producers Ronan Cassidy and Gregory Burrows. And the Q&A, or the panels really give an opportunity for the, the audience to ask questions and to probe uh, how they've achieved success in their careers. And on Sunday, we have an industry panel with uh, Dervila Welsh, Paul Webster. And again... The industry panels are free, mm-hmm. so basically anyone can walk in and really talk to these people who are, you know, operating at the top of their of their disciplines. So that's that's amazing experience. Oh, it really is. And and these people have spent a lot of time, you know, working on films. They want to talk about it. They want to celebrate it, and and they love taking part in stuff like yeah. this. From from my own experience, they love that. They really do. And uh, you also have awards, which is very exciting. And you have one of the awards named after Dervila as well, which is lovely. Yeah. So the award ceremony is on Sunday, um, at five o'clock in the Anton, and Dervila will be um, presenting an award in her own name for best directing. And we have 12 awards in total. We have Best Actor, Gender Neutral. We have Best Short Fiction, Best Short Documentary, Best Feature, Best International. So there's a great mix. And it's just lovely to acknowledge um, and to close the festival with the award ceremony and to end on a high. It's a great way to end three very busy days. Oh, three very hectic days is right. And I'm looking <laughs> at the poster here. I wish I could make all of it. It just looks fantastic. It really does. So how can people get tickets? Because some, some things obviously will be ticketed. Yeah, absolutely. So if they go to the Anton website, there's a link yep. there. And also if they Google Loud International Film Festival tickets, there'll be a link to Film Freeway. And we have lots of tickets. So there's one for the three days. There's one where you can just pop in and out of like shorts mm-hmm. and there's loads of options so everybody can be catered for. Perfect. And, and, and just when you talk about short films as well, I'm often amazed how these people condense these really big stories into something like five, yeah. ten minutes. Like they're incredible. It feels like you've watched an entire fi- feature film sometimes, but it's only ten minutes and they screen yeah. one after the other. It's 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 fantastic experience for people who've never, you know, had that in the cinema to go along and see short films is, is, is really brilliant. And it's so important. It's so important that we support things like this and support the filmmaking industry here. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, Sinead. As you said, like, we have shorts blocks. So we have seven shorts blocks, and in each block, they run for two hours. But they could, they could consist of 10 to 12 short films of lots of different genres from many different countries. So it's, 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 it's a really amazing two hours to spend in the cinema. Yeah, it really is. It really is. L- well, listen, the best of luck with it, Lorcan. Uh, as I say, you've completely outdone yourselves thank again you. this year. Really looking forward to it. And thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to us this morning. 
Thanks, Sinead. All the best. Thank you so much. So the Lathe International Film Festival running from the 29th of September to the 1st of October. If you haven't seen Baz Black's Dublin Crust, by the way, it's in Dundalk in the IMC on the opening night. Uh, all the details you can check out as well, the poster and everything. It'll be on Lathe International Film Festival Facebook page and also, as Lorcan says there, on thon.ie. But even if you just Google the festival itself, it'll bring you to, directly to the ticket links. The 11 to 1 show. We're going back in time very shortly, but first back to the music. Here's Shania. Let's go, girls. Man, I feel like a woman. Shania Twain, man, I feel like a woman. Now we're going back in time to the 1900s and a very important invention. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yes, on this day, 1908, Henry Ford's first Ford Model T automobile leaves the plant in Detroit in Michigan. And today, oh, would you look at that? It's morning show host day. Yeah, dedicated to appreciating your morning talk show hosts. That is very true. I feel that, you know what, I could do it a bit of appreciation. There's a day dedicated just to me. I mean, I'm technically still morning, so I am going to hang on to that. Morning show host day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. But still to come, more wacky word foolery with author Grace Tierney, plus new etiquette when it comes to calling up someone. And I don't think I approve of it. The 11 to 1 show. I have to do what before I make a call? No, I'm not on board with these new etiquette rules around calling people. More on this after the weekend. The Weekend with Blinding Lights on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you and I'm not on board with this. I really think this is daft altogether. This is New Dialing Etiquette Rules. The Washington Post, they have published a list of the top 10 modern do's and don'ts when it comes to phone use. And it seems that we need to text someone to warn them before we go to call them. Did you ever hear the like of that now? I'm just going to text you first to say I'm going to call you. If it says as well, if someone doesn't answer at first, do not ring them again straight away. And get this, never, ever, never, ever leave a voicemail. What? Other rules include don't use speakerphone in public. Guilty as charged. Keep chat for emotional issues or arguments while planning should be done on text only. Right, who makes this stuff up? How how am I supposed to surprise call somebody now? Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to kind of go, oh look, there's a there's a blast from the past or there's a nice surprise. Sinead's calling me up. No, I got to text them first. Sorry, no, that's not happening. What in about in a, you know, an emergency situation like, you know, you've just spotted Keanu Reeves strolling down, I don't know, somewhere in Dundalk maybe. And what, you're going to text me first? No, pick up that phone I'm going to need to know that stuff. Who makes up this crap? Texting somebody first before you ring them. No, it, I won't hear of it. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Davina McCall has given her blessing to the new Big Brother lineup. The show starts on October 8th for six weeks with AJ Dudu and Will Best as presenters. I, I am going to watch it. Oh. I would have done it. But... In retrospect, I don't think I would have been right. I think it's nostalgic for me. There's, it's come a long way since I hosted it, and I am a different person. When I saw AJ and Will at the NTAs, because I wasn't sure how that was going to work or anything, but actually seeing them together, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Because it's all about the connection, right? Very important. SZA has become the first artist to score multiple number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100 this year. Her latest single, Slime You Out with Drake, just hit number one. 
Cardi B is the latest celebrity to do Hot Ones. She will be appearing on the iconic web series this Thursday, September 28th. Paul Meskel was asked about the Roman Empire while in Italy this week. We don't know whether the presenter knew or not that Paul was actually filming Gladiator over the last few months. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I would say in the last six months I've been thinking about the Roman Empire quite a bit. Mm. But Other than that? <laughs> other than that... It's a no. I would say my dad thinks about the Roman Empire daily. Really? Yeah. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. And we're not going back to that Roman Empire thing from yesterday. My God, that just sent us bamboozled yesterday altogether. We leave that where it is. Uh, can we announce that due to the weather, bingo in O'Connell's club rooms tonight has been cancelled but it will continue next Wednesday so if you're planning on doing that, stay home. It's happening next week instead. Now getting back to word foolery because we're going to be joined by Grace very, very shortly and our mystery word. If you missed this earlier on, first of all we have a lovely book up for grabs. It's Naked, 10 Truths to Change Your Life from Caroline Foran. It's very much in the self-help vein and Caroline is brilliant. She's a number one best-selling author and podcaster. And she draws on research from the fields of behavioural neuroscience and psychology coupled with her own experience to give readers a series of game-changing truths. So that's the book up for grabs. But we want you to guess what is the meaning of our mystery word. Okay, so the mystery word today, opsimithy, opsimithy, O-P-S-I, M-A-T-H-Y Okay, so what is this? Some suggestions coming in on 086-1800-658 We'll get to those very shortly So just need to tell tell me what does it mean, okay? What does it mean? Without Googling, we will know if you've Googled The most nonsensical description really is the one that's getting the prize, okay? So I'll spell that again for you O-P-S-I-M-A-T-H-Y What does it mean? Alana Miles, Black Velvet. Nice to see some other people are outraged by texting people before you ring them. Is this in business as well? Well, I think it might be. What's the world coming to? Way too serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's daft. Absolutely nonsensical altogether. Speaking of nonsense, I'm only messing. Uh, word foolery. We are going to be talking about the weird and wonderful origin stories behind words we use every day and words we should use more often. Like upsy What does it mean? Lots of great suggestions coming in. We're going to get to those. We're going to be joined by Grace. Very, very. It's time for Word Foolery Wednesday. Wednesday on LMFM with Grace Tierney. Yes, it is the time of the month where author Grace Tierney from Stolen brings us the weird and wonderful origin stories behind words we use every day and words we should use more often. Great to have you back with us, Grace. It's lovely to be here, even though you called it nonsense five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's great nonsense. We do love a bit of word failure. We absolutely do. And uh, they're all flying in on 086-1800-658 for our mystery word this month, which is Opsimithy. And some of the suggestions we have, Rosemary Farrell saying, does it just mean someone who's optimistic? Liking that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm. Is the mystery word, (laughs) is the mystery word Whoopsie Daisy's sister? Upsy oh. oh, I love that. That's so sweet. <laughs> I love that, Jude. That's absolutely brilliant. Is it something to do with the eyes, as in optical cloudy eyes, says Mary and Kells? Hi, Sinead. Is it an ox that is missing his partner? Oh, uh, so he misses. Uh, I love the way the brains are working yeah. today. The rain I isn't stopping I'm loving that, us. Rose, and that boy. Absolutely brilliant. Is it for putting a nice smell on your carpet? says Anne interesting like a bit of Febreze action or what was that one the shake and vac do the shake and vac and put the freshness back (laughs) Anne yes it could be it could be for all I know Um, is it uh, (laughs) is it the way we as adults describe uh, we can't do kids why we can't do kids maths nowadays it's not the way we show we were showed oh we were showed (laughs) oh the opsimatic version (laughs) <laughs> says Kevin in Tenor. Loving that one as well. Hi Sinead, I think it means we're having a day of arsing around. Okay, like that. Um, it means uh, what a dark and wet, grab your blanket, lay on the sofa and watch Netflix. Okay, 
And oh, it's an obscene mythy kind of a day out there. Right? Yeah, I have, yeah. I, hear I what have you're words for that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not that one. It's not that one. No, maybe not this one. <laughs> oh, look at this one now from Wendy. Could it mean when you gate crash gate crash a party, you see a crowd having a great night out and you join in, never admitting that you weren't actually invited? Best night ever. Oh, so you're kind of crashing the party and then somebody else saying misty eyes. Okay, all will be revealed very shortly, but we're loving those. Keep those suggestions coming in on 086 658. Now we're starting off with something I think people are going to know uh, the Barbican because there's a great Barbican here in Drogheda in the form of Lawrence's Gate. Exactly. And that is exactly where I found this word. Now, I knew the word Barbican or I thought I did because I've been to the Barbican in London, which is not like St. Lawrence's Gate at all. Um, I think it's just built on the site of a previous Barbican. It's a big modern building. But uh, I went to Heritage Week this week, which are this this year, which I love and try to go to something every year, try to either go somewhere around the country or somewhere more local. So I finally did a walk around the Drogheda Walls, which was very well done by the local heritage officer. And he explained that the gate is not a gate. Now, that sort of thing is like catnip to me. Yes. So uh, he then started talking about the origin of the word. And I'm like, oh, really? That's very interesting. So I'm scribbling things down into my phone going, must look up Barbican, uh, which is just the way I live. It's kind of sad. But anyway, <laughs> but he did mention that there's only two Barbicans in Ireland. And one is in Louth in obviously St. Lawrence's Gate. And the other one is in Trim, which is in Meath. So I figure Louth and Meath. What do I know? Oh, there's a radio station. That's yes. So we need to talk about the Barbican. So a Barbican isn't a gate, uh, which was a shocker to me, but maybe not to your listeners. It's a defensive structure which stands outside the original town gate to defend it. So the town gate isn't there anymore. Um, but I, I guess it didn't work too well. No. The town gate is gone. Cromwell. I think Just, that's, uh, Cromwell and his battering yeah. rams. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will not discuss Cromwell. That's no. a word we're not saying today. No, no. Um, but basically, the defenders would run up the Barbican towers and shoot down at the attackers below, you see. So I think that's actually quite a smart way of defending your town gate, even if it ultimately didn't quite work for them. Um, but it joined English in the mid 1200s from an old French word, barbicane, which means exterior fortification, which does tell you exactly what it does. And this is believed to ultimately from be from Arabic or possibly Persian roots. So Ooh. Persian uh, Iran nowadays. Um, it has a word called bab bakan, uh, and it's the word for a gatehouse. There's also an old Iranian compound word, pariv. Varaka, uh, where pari means forward or in front of something, and varaka means um, covering. Okay, so it's kind of front covering to oh, cover okay. off the front of the gate. So yeah. it's very, it's very literal. It, it says what it does. Um, but given the time period of it arriving into English and the countries that are involved, it's pretty likely that where we get the word is with some crusaders, European crusaders coming back. So they had seen Barbicans over in the Middle East mm -hmm. and then went, oh, these are a good idea. <laughs> we need those back on our castles and basically brought them back, built them for their castles and their towns, as it was in Drada, across Europe, including Louth and Meath, as uh, basically the latest fancy new innovation that you'd want to have in your defensive architecture. And that's why we have our Barbicans. Love it. Absolutely love it. So moving on from Barbican to social. And I think, you know, I'm somebody that's very social. Well, are you though? <laughs> you might change your mind by the time I'm finished oh, talking. Right, okay. <laughs> so social is a really everyday word and it wouldn't typically be one I'd, I'd research, but I, I heard a little hint of something. I went, ooh, I'm going after this. So we use it to describe people as being friendly like yourself and to identify group events and group activities, which I imagine you probably enjoy. But its roots weren't really friendly at all, surprisingly. Um, and I love that because that's a good twist. So the adjective social enters English in the early 1400s and it describes somebody or something as being connected to home life. So originally in English, mm. it was actually all about staying at home by the hearth rather than going out and being a party animal. But it does change. So by the 1560s, it's acquired the idea of living with others. So if you think about society it comes from social as well. So it's a it's an import from French of the exact same use of the word. And this is probably pretty close to its roots because it originates in Latin uh, as socialis 
which means of companionship, allies, marriage, living with others, anything where you're joined together with other human beings. Now, with the passage of time, we get a whole load of other uses for social. So we've got social club comes in the 1700s. Social drinking and social butterfly date back to the 1800s, earlier than I expected. Um, 1900s, we've added on social network. And 2008 is the first use of social media ah. as, a, as a term, which is surprisingly late, I think. But yeah. anyway, um, on a more serious note, we also get things like social contract and social sciences in the 1700s. And we learned more than we wanted to know about social distancing in recent years. Oh, yeah. But it actually dates to the 1900s. In 1924, social distancing was a term about psychological distance within society. So it's... Wow. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not used that way anymore. I think it's been probably wiped out by the more recent use of it. But none of those uses of the word social really give us a clue about the origin of the word, except for the Latin word socius, which means companion or ally. So we have to go back to it. The truth is that social originates with a war, which mm. was quite surprising to me. So it's a war between Soci, so S-O-C-I-I, which is allies. So it's a war between allies. It took place from 90 to 87 BC. Uh, so a three year long war between the Roman Republic, which was quite strong at that time, and several of its allies. And it's known as the Social War. I'd never heard of this. Never maybe, heard of that. Maybe because I haven't been thinking about the Roman Empire every day. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, some of your male listeners may know about the Social War, but you'll get the basics on Wikipedia. I'm not going to go into all of it. Or a good Roman history textbook will mention it because it's quite famous. But as far as I can tell, the allied states wanted to gain Roman citizenship and rights. So these were states that were around the Roman Empire as it stood, and they were kind of its allies, its border guards, so to speak. So they wanted more rights and they wanted citizenship. And the main Roman people were like, uh-uh, we are not sharing. So they go to war and the poor old allied states, they, they lose, okay. <laughs> unfortunately, um, which is, I think, a shame because they probably did deserve some rights. But uh, I just think there's something wrong about the idea of a war being fought between yeah. allies for the first case. And then something even more wrong about the word that we use for people joining together, yes. actually starting by people fighting each other. Although a cynic would say that, that probably points out and explains a lot about social media. Oh, that's very true. That is very true. I'm definitely going to have a whole new meaning now around the word social. But this is why it's fascinating to find this stuff out with you, Grace. It really is. Uh, so we're moving on now on something we're probably going to be doing a lot of and probably people are doing this already. It's sneeze. Yeah, I, this one is a hot topic in my house. If somebody's got quite a sneezy cold going oh, on. No. So if you hear any sneezes in the background, it's not me. <laughs> um, but it is one of those words that, again, we use every day. But um, it's it's one of these ones where it's changed its spelling just utterly. So some words in Old English or Middle English, you would look at and kind of guess what they mean in Modern English. This one, not so much. So first of all, it didn't start with the Z. Not so surprising because it's not used that much in early words. It didn't have a double E and mm. it started with the letter F not the letter S. Ooh. So things have changed quite a bit with sneeze. It enters English in the late 1400s as snezen. I think I'm saying this right. Um, but it actually evolved from an earlier word, which was phenosen. That's the best I can do with my old English pronunciation. And it came from a proto-Germanic root word of phenoisenen, <laughs> uh, which is also the source for sneezing words in Dutch, Old Norse, Swedish and Old High German, which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because it just sounds like I'm sneezing the whole time. OK. Um, <laughs> but my guess is that all the people of Northern Europe needed a word for sneezing because we all caught cold every winter. So yeah. I'm not surprised they all have the same one. Um, it's believed that phenoisenen uh, came from an imitative uh, origin. So that's basically a word which sounds like what it's trying to describe. So presumably Old English people sneezed like that. Although not, if you've not, ever not really like listened. Us. Not like us, it's Everybody. ah, chew. <laughs> But everybody sneezed, sneezes differently. And it's really funny if you overhear somebody that has a surprising, like a tiny little sneeze from a big guy or a really loud one from a little old lady. Do you yeah, know what I, mean? I so love different. those. They're so funny. <laughs> but, but sneezing is great because it turns out there's loads of other little ways that we use it. And there's even a rhyme, which I thought I'd better share with you guys. Oh, yeah. So in the 1800s, you could to sneeze at something would be to show contempt for it. Oh. Now, hopefully that doesn't mean they actually sneezed on you, but... 
to make little of it, you would sneeze at it. Um, and a sneezing phrase which has died out completely is to teach you how the cat sneezes. And that meant to dominate or to bully you. So I'm quite oh. glad that we've lost that particular yeah. one. Don't like that one. But the sneezing rhyme is brilliant. So it goes as follows. If you sneeze on Monday, you sneeze for danger. Sneeze on Tuesday, kiss a stranger. Ooh. Sneeze on Wednesday, sneeze for a letter. Sneeze on Thursday, something better. Sneeze on Friday, sneeze for sorrow. Sneeze on Saturday, see your sweetheart tomorrow. I love that. You're going to have to send me that. That's absolutely I great. will. I will. I just think it's adorable. There's no entry for Sunday. Maybe the idea was you weren't allowed to sneeze in church. That was disrespectful <laughs> or something. I don't know. But the next time you sneeze, I think you need to look up the list and see what you're going to get. So like it could be bad. It could be danger. Yeah. But it could be quite. I like the idea of Thursday. Sneeze on Thursday. Something better. Yeah. Like, that could be anything. Could that be, be marvellous. Could be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. St- definitely going to look at the word sneeze in a different way. Absolutely. Uh, so we have another one, uh, another kind of, which could have been probably the mystery word, to be honest. Uh, Obluki. Am I pronouncing that right? No. I had to look it up as well, if that's any consolation. It's, yeah, ob, obliqui. 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 Yeah. So like, like, it's a little like a soliloquy. Yes. You know, okay. Uh, obliqui. Yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's in that same group of words. And I couldn't use it as a mystery one because I'd actually already used it on the blog. So people would have found oh, okay. it far too easily. <laughs> um, but I do like it. And it's quite a handy one to use against people if needs Ooh. be, if you're complaining about them. Um, so it, it describes... Uh, use of language. So it means invective, verbal abuse, vitriol, vitrepation, I can't say that word, imprecation, slurs and fulminations. So basically, if you're slagging somebody off, you're engaged in obloquy. Um, And I think it's marvellous that there's a, a term for it, but I'm not surprised because the amount of phrases and words that I come across that are for abusing somebody else <laughs> or saying that they're dreadful is just phenomenally large. There are way more negative words about people in the English dictionary than there are positive ones. Oh, yeah. Which probably tells us a lot about society and our minds. There's entire books on the subject of invective and I own several of them, which is useful if you really want to have a good old you know, argument with somebody. But we're very creative in the idea of obloquy and we heap it upon those. So now, you know, the actual word for saying it, it dates from the 15, uh, sorry, the 1400s and it comes the usual kind of Latin to French to Middle English roots, ob meaning against and loqui meaning to speak. So that's why soliloquy is related because that's speaking solo. So loqui is to speak and ob is against. So it's a pretty simple word, but uh, yeah, you could use it, accuse somebody of, of, you know, engaging in too much obloquy. Yes. And then you could just kind of stop them in their tracks because they'd be going, what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. OK, so moving to our mystery word, Opsimithi, and we're getting some more. I love this one from Anne and that boy. Is it si- sitting opposite Walter Mithy? I mean, that is just fantastic, Anne. I love that. That is brilliant. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that f- film as well. Um, uh, what? Uh, hang on. Some sounds like an eye condition an optician would detect in spec savers you'd be told that you'd have mist in your eyes there's a problem with your optic nerve and require glasses that seems very specific which makes me think that there could be a Google going on there Hi Sinead is it angel eyes says Rose in um, in Navin so what are we thinking are they anywhere on the right track with the eyes because a lot of people kind of said stuff to do with eyes I'm now intrigued about what angel eyes actually are. Am I missing something? Or it sounds know. like a lyric from a 1950s song. Yeah. Um, brilliant suggestions. Absolutely brilliant. I also really liked the uh, the wrong maths, like the old way of doing maths. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I might try that one. <laughs> the next time somebody's <laughs> asking me to explain something, I was like, oh, no, I only know of Smithy. Um, yeah, it's not optical, but I can see why, because obviously the op at the beginning. Yes. Um, no, it's not. No. And it's not Walter Mitty. Brilliant Love suggestions that. this Love week. That. Seriously. Um, yeah, I, now I feel disappointed. My <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll press on. Um, right, so the, I explain how we get the word first. So okay. it joined English in the 1650s. Uh, it was a direct borrowing from Greek where it was called obsimathia. Um, so it, that would confuse you even more because it's got yeah. math in the middle of it. Um, it is formed from obsa, which means after a long time. And man, manthanine, 
my Greek is really poor. Um, the, it's the verb to learn. Okay. Okay. So uh, join them together and it means learning or education, education acquired later in life. So it's oh. the idea of, you know, you're never, you're never too old and you, you aren't. Nobody's no. too old to start anything or to acquire a new skill. So there was a story this morning about a woman who graduated from Maynooth in her 1980s. So she would be practicing obsimithy and she would be an obsimath. Uh, because she was a later life learner. Although perhaps she learned lots of things before her 80s, but now she's a later life learner. I think I did see her that and she's from the local area, I think, here as well. Uh, I think she's from Mead uh, originally, but she Ah, studied in Maynooth and she's in her 80s and fair play to her. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I very much admire people that say I'm never going to stop learning because I yeah. think it's the only way to keep the brain right. Yeah, it really is. OK, so we're absolutely loving that. As always, loving your suggestions on 86 They always give us such a laugh. But uh, Grace, thank you so much, as always, for that. just some wonderful word foolery as always with us. We'll chat to you again next month. Lovely. Talk to you then. Bye bye. The 11 to 1 show. I have music from Lewis Capaldi on the way, but first it's time for this. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Barawadi Motors requires a full or part-time motor mechanic in the screen tower area for all models of cars, commercial vehicles and Jeeps. To apply, please email Tara at gmail.com. The Castletown Road Post Office Dundalk requires a part-time post office assistant to apply email your CV to vacancypostoffice at gmail.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Gosh Energy. For gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation, visit localheroes.ie. Lewis Capaldi wish you the best now just to let people know it is day one at Bellustown races with a full race card starting from 1.25pm and today sees the return of Frankie Dettori to the hill to take on Willie Mullins in the Barney Curley Charity Cup with free entry for all on the day and tickets and updates you can check out bellustownraces.ie and they're also on Facebook, Facebook Instagram and Twitter going to have details of our winner of the book on the way for you right after these the 11 to 1 show with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt the best in motoring here for you Hall Lodge, RD Balbriggan and Drogheda provide respite, dementia and short and long term care. We pride ourselves on providing excellent clinical and dementia care. We have created a wonderful family environment where the focus is on living life to the full. At Moorhall Lodge, our residents are at the heart of everything we do. Visit moorhallliving.ie for more information. FBD doesn't stand for frightening lad dentists. Ferociously beating drums. Or feline business directors. FBD stands for support. We support business owners in Ireland with tailor-made services from personally assigned advisors. Visit your local branch to talk to your FBD insurance team. FBD Insurance. Support. It's what we do. Underwritten by FBD Insurance PLC. FBD Insurance Group Limited. Trading as FBD Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Ryder Cup is back. Teen off in Italy this September 29th to October 1st. Listen live to our Ryder Cup sports news coverage with Now. With a reporter on the ground, you get the latest news, drama and results straight from the courts. The biggest event in golf returns. Stream the Ryder Cup with a Now Sports membership. Don't miss our special Ryder Cup offer of €20 a month for six months. Available from the 25th of September to the 1st of October. See nowtv.com for more details. Legends of Irish music and song The Furies singing all their hits at Solstice Arts Centre Navin on Friday October 13th Enjoy Red Rose Cafe Sweet 16 The Greenfields of France and lots more That's The Furies Solstice Arts Centre Navin Friday October 13th Tickets €32.50 plus booking fee available now from Solstice Arts Centre Box Office um, Hi, I'm at the Garda station but it's nothing I told this girl I was seeing for a while that I'd put shots of her up online Shots she sent me, so they're mine, really. 
I only said I'd do it. But the guards are saying that's a crime now. It's not my fault, Mum. I didn't do anything. I, I only said I would. Threatening to share intimate images is a crime with serious consequences. Contact your local guard the station if you need to report it. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland. The 11 to 1 Show. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. And in At The Boy, you are getting our book today, Naked 10 Truths to Change Your Life. I've just been perusing through it there. It's going to be a good read for you from uh, Caroline Foran. So we'll send that out to you. Thank you so much to everybody who took part in Word Foolery for today. We always love getting your suggestions and we'll have more of that next month. Now, if you want to do something a little different, and this is an area that I have absolutely no skill in at all. Anytime anything that needs to be sewn or mended, it goes straight to my mother to try and do. So this is really going to appeal to people like this. So it's a 10 week group sewing course. It's going to be starting on Monday, October 16th. So it's going to be Mondays from 10am to 11.30am and also Wednesdays from 7.30 to 9pm. It's in the Lord's Recreation Centre in Yellow Batter in Drogheda. Sewing machines will be provided, but if you have your own, you can bring that one as well. Fabrics will be provided, but again, if you have some, you can bring them along as well. So you'll learn how to uh, use the sewing machine. You'll learn how to make fun, easy, useful projects and very valuable, very valuable skill. Also, you'll meet new people and hopefully have a bit of a laugh as well. If you're interested in signing up, you can contact Neve. So it's Neve Gary, fashion designer. She's going to be running this, okay? And she's advising as well to book early to avoid disappointment with regards to this, right? So you can get her on uh, Instagram. So she's uh, on Neve Gary on on Instagram and also on Facebook and also you can get her on this phone number she is 085 84 so 085 84 so starting Monday October 16th in the morning 10am to 11.30 and also Wednesdays 7.30 to 9pm in the Lord's Recreation Centre in Yellow Batter in Drogheda. Very, very important skill to have. So running there over 10 weeks. I can think of nothing better now, I tell you. In the dark evenings as well, something to be doing on a Wednesday night. So if you need more details, we have the number here, but you can get Neve as well on Facebook and Instagram. Any sign of it? Any sign of a sunburst creeping out amongst all that rain and cloud and wind? Oh, we can only hope. We can only hope. Uh, tomorrow on the show, by the way, I have a very nice competition for those people who like friends. You do not want to miss that. That is my lot, though, for today. Thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company. Stay safe out there and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.